Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about the latest news and rumors, and we're also going to talk a little bit about what we're thankful for this time of the year. That's coming up next on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Traveling with the Mouse. Today is episode 245. It is Wednesday, November the 27th. It is Thanksgiving Eve. Today, I am back. I know you all missed me last week. My name is Jason. I will be your host for this episode. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Adam. What's up, everybody? Nice to have you back. Thank you. And John. 49 times... Hi. Hi. I don't know what that was, but you did it anyways. (laughs) You know, it is a special Thanksgiving week. There's a lot to be thankful for. I'm thankful for the fact that I've been to Disney World so many times this year. I'm in a bit of withdrawal. This is going to be my first month not at the park at all since May. That's what we call a first world problem. That is definitively a first world problem. We're still going to get some more park news, though, firsthand, because Adam is still slated to go to the parks on the week of Christmas. Adam, I think you got your Fast Passes booked, your dining booked. Are you ready? Yes, I am. I'm actually a little pleasantly surprised with how much I was able to get within, I think it was 35 days when I booked Fast Passes. I got some pretty decent ones, I'm surprised. Some good times for Animal Kingdom on Christmas Day. So not so bad. And I have a group of 11 total. So are there 11 people that are going to be riding Flight of Passage together? uh, No, there'll probably be about eight, maybe nine people doing that one. Okay, you have a Flight of Passage booked. Are you going for a day of? I'm going for day of because, you know, we started looking at 35 days. And when I looked at 60 days, because I can look at 60 days for me because I have a hotel reservation uh, I couldn't even see it then at 60 days out so no I'm going to have to look day of and hope hope that it drops he's going mm. to pull that fast pass and fly yeah and, let's hope uh, uh, fly <laughs> what my, my thinking is to check with two separate phones and do groups of five each that's rather than for the best, yeah. Yeah. Rather than do one thing of 10, I don't think it's going to show, my, my guess. Or, You're going to really be killing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're recording this Thanksgiving week. I don't know if you guys have been monitoring the uh, wait times, but I think you're in for a real treat, Adam, because if this week is any indication, you aren't going to be riding a whole lot. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. think today we looked, Flight of Passage was getting up to what four hours plus we were seeing two hours plus at all of the the main attractions at magic kingdom i mean it seemed kind of crowded yeah well on twitter we saw getting fast passes for flight of passage today so it still happened so it's hopeful you know i'm hoping that i have mostly morning fast passes so i'm gonna try and clear the way for trying to get something in the afternoon we'll see how it goes i mean i'll be able to report on just what it's exactly like on the busiest week of the year so i i can't wait uh to hear your cries for help 
Uh, one thing yeah. I did notice, and I'm curious if you're if you're prepared for it, if you're just going to go for a day of fast pass, uh, Primeval World was topping out at an almost hour wait today. Yikes. Uh, yeah, seasonal attraction right there. I mean, if there's nothing else to do, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> see how it goes we'll see tough to be a bug for the eighth time in a row maybe or or do uh triceratops spin yeah or, well, or we can always do that play a few carnival games yeah i don't know watch a few shows hey maybe you can go check out the uh, up show we haven't seen yet that's a good idea i'll put that on the list list of things you can get done <laughs> so did anybody watch anything good on disney plus this week what have you done, Jason? We haven't heard from you because you weren't here last week. What do you think of stuff? You know, I haven't really looked at it, but, you know, except I did watch, you know, Mandalorian. It's a little show. If you haven't heard about it, it's a hidden gem. Hidden gem. Nobody's really talking about it. Yeah, it's not one of the older films. It's actually new. They're releasing brand new episodes. It's pretty exciting. Every Friday. It's based based in the Star Wars universe. Oh. Um, I don't want to spoil it. Is that it, what it is? It's supposed to be kind of Star Wars-like. Oh, that makes so much sense now. Yes. I get it. Yes, I have spoken. <laughs> I mean, should we talk spoilers? Because John and I did not mention a lot of spoilers last week. I, so I think the only spoiler we should give out, <laughs> and if you really haven't seen it. Most people have, I'm sure. Is how many Baby Yoda things are you going to buy <laughs> uh, for Christmas? You gave the biggest spoiler of all. If there is Baby Yoda out there, I I was reading an article with John Favreau saying that they purposely did not do this because they didn't want any leaks at all about Baby Yoda. So I don't know if they have time to make toys in time for Christmas. Mm. Oh, they'll be able to come up with something. Yeah, I'm sure. As a matter of fact, um, I've heard the reports over in Galaxy's Edge where they have the Yoda dolls. They've actually, one of the cast members kind of unofficially, they got creative and made almost like the uh, almost like the baby carriage or whatever and put the Yoda in it. And people are like, oh, the baby Yoda. Right. And it's not just, it's just regular Yoda in a baby carriage pretty much. Like it's something that looks like his Right, because I think carriage. they have a Yoda plush for sale in Galaxy's Edge, but oh, it's yeah. not baby Yoda. Right. But they sort of made it look like baby Yoda. It's over there at the same station where they have the, uh, whatchamacallit from Jabba, I think. Yeah, because my son has one of those, the little, like, yeah. the frog-like thing. I can't remember what they're called. Yeah, I can't either Forgive. at the moment. How upset are we going to be, by the way? Because right now, Mandalorian is great, nice independent story. Yeah. It's really, you know, <laughs> you're really getting thrown into it. I see where you're getting at. When, when Yoda shows up in Rise of Skywalker, the <laughs> right. new Yoda, right. and it's like they were just setting this up just so you could have a new Yoda. He's like teenage, 75-year-old Yoda. Yeah. And he's arrogant like Anakin was. <laughs> right. I think that would ruin it, but I'm <laughs> not going to put it past him. I wouldn't either, honestly. Do you think at some point they're going to give the species a name, or are they still going to keep it as kind of like a mystery since that was the way it was from the beginning. I hope they reveal what it is at some point. That would be cool to know. Uh, I could see both sides. But see, I could kind of see them not really knowing exactly what to call the species. It's almost like it's uh, he just is this... Uh, every time one of uh, these comes about, it's like it was just, I don't know, like a miracle or something, like a mass of midichlorians came together and here's this creature. <laughs> hmm. 
So, did you guys notice, and I have to rewatch this, I actually watched Phantom Menace recently, but apparently there's another one of Yoda's species in the Phantom Menace on the Jedi Council called Yaddle. Mm. Interesting. I did just watch the Phantom Menace this week. Did you? And I gotta say, yeah, what do you the think? acting in that movie <laughs> is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I think the best parts of Phantom Menace involve Qui-Gon. Yes and obi-wan but anytime little anakin is on the screen it is it's painful it is painful yeah and and there's a whole lot of logic holes in like why things are happening there's no logical sequence of why that storyline should take place but i guess they really just wanted to fit in certain elements they're like we're gonna have a pod race yeah. I think you watched it recently, Adam, and yeah. you said it wasn't as bad as you remembered. It is as bad as I remembered. <laughs> Except for Duel of the Fates, which is even better than I remembered. Because that is the yeah. best the best song. That whole lightsaber fight was good. And you know what? I'll even give a pass for the end sort of battle scene with the Naboo Starfighter stuff. I thought that was pretty good, too, actually. And the... the uh, the droid army battle with the Gungans I thought was actually still pretty good, except for the Jar Jar comic release stuff still didn't land very well. But I think they should do a series entirely on Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is that theory spin-off. that he was actually the, the right. Sith. Right, he's like Plagueis <laughs> or something. Yeah. Um, right. So why, why does C-3PO not remember that he met R2? Because of Revenge of the Sith, I just finished watching that, and uh, his memory is wiped at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Or well, why does R two not remember meeting C three PO? I don't know. Well, R two does, I guess, but just don't bring it up. Yeah, he just doesn't talk about it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. He just doesn't talk about it. Anyway, so other things on Disney Plus. The other thing I watched, another great small little uh, film. It's called The uh, Imagineering Story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, they built Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, too, they built Tokyo <laughs> Disneyland. Spoiler alert, three, they built Euro Disney. Just want to throw that What out about there. Epcot or Magic Kingdom? Epcot oh. made it in there. Oh, okay. But I'm just, I can't wait till next episode, episode four. What are they going to build next? Oh, Animal Kingdom. Mm. We just finished with Tower of Terror was near the end, and yeah. Well, I know for a fact it was near the end when I really talked about the death of Frank Wells. Right, Frank Wells. We haven't gotten to Test Track or anything yet, so we're still kind of in the mid to late nineties. Yeah, Frank which, Wells was ninety four when he passed, so right. it was not. Yeah, and Tower of Terror was ninety four. Animal Kingdom's the next park to be talked about i'm sure yeah so joe Rody will be featured yeah when when it when episode. is the joe Rody episode <laughs> this must be next yeah i'm excited about that one so other than that though things that we've watched uh my son actually really liked the original three caballeros movie <laughs> interesting so he asked to watch the three caballeros show that i didn't even realize existed that came out a couple of years ago yeah, i didn't either <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. i saw it on there <laughs> So we watched that. He watched the Mickey Christmas special. Yes. The one that was on Netflix, right? Twice Upon a Christmas. Or then there's another one. I forgot the... Yeah. They were both on Netflix. 
Um, so he watched all that. I've watched, you know, some Star Wars. Yeah. You know, I will say a real dud, one I did not enjoy, Pixar in real life. Yeah, I haven't watched Did you guys them. even bother trying that? Okay. I started to, but I didn't really give it a chance. I haven't watched it's it. It's one of those things that I thought about. It's like, ah, do I need to watch this? Oh. I watched the beginning. They basically set up, spoiler alert, by the way. I don't yeah. think anybody cares about this. Yeah. They set up a like a console, and I guess it's like Central Park or something, with the inside-out terminal, and they just have yeah. actors play out what the people are pressing. Like, I guess that would have been cool if I was there. I didn't really get it. Sounds weird to me. Yeah, I so didn't watch that. I, I'm curious, you know, we've they're got a good what is it, eight to ten weeks of hype with the Mandalorian. What's yeah. after that though? I mean they don't they do have a good backlog of things that people are going to continue to watch for nostalgia purposes, but what's gonna be the thing that, that hooks people? What's gonna be their next original content once these two hits finish? Well, there's gonna be one day at Disney, right? Or is that just one thing? Yeah, I'm not sure. Is that a one-part documentary? Or is that, or is that a, a series? Yeah. But it's coming out literally next week, right? Yeah. Well, it says here that the feature-length film will be followed by 52 additional short segments released as a series of episodes weekly on Disney+. Plus. So one year I guess yeah. Disney? Looks like it. So I don't okay. know how long these short segments are going to be, but can't imagine too long. I mean, we saw the numbers. A lot of people subscribed, but... Yes. Everybody is talking about it. People that I that don't ever talk about Disney in my life are talking about Disney Plus. Everybody got it. Yeah. That I that I know. Yeah, my son's uh, afternoon teacher was like, "You must have Disney Plus." I was like, "Yeah, how do you know?" He's like, "Your son keeps singing the Rescue Rangers song." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." Because <laughs> yeah. he's really into uh, he's really into Rescue Rangers. He's probably watched ten to fifteen episodes already. So. The original DuckTales is actually on in the background as we speak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Nice. Yeah. Which uh, which which duck and DuckTales do you most identify with? Me personally? <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm Scrooge. I'm going to go swimming around and... Uh, Sounds like a BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah was, was, which DuckTales duck I was going to say on here, which DuckTales duck am I? Yeah. Huh. Good question. I don't even... I'm trying to remember who all... I guess I'd probably identify most with Scrooge out of the, out of the mm. ones that are in there right now. I just wanted to be able to dive into a vault full of money. That's all I wanted to do. Without getting hurt? Yeah, exactly. Like just a vault full of change? <laughs> right. and just, yeah. like, just think about how, how much that would hurt belly yeah, flopping into. Do, exactly. <laughs> now, if you dove in like, you know, with a real, like a true dive, you'd have some broken fingers. Right. <laughs> So it's going to be interesting to see if there's any revitalization of uh, old characters coming back to the parks because of Disney Plus. People getting yeah. people getting into it. I've already seen like some Rescue Rangers merch and stuff like that, so I'm excited to kind of want a Rescue Rangers shirt now, just because that show holds up. Like I, I was telling John last week that I watched the pilot of Tailspin and I was like, wow, I like this show. So maybe I should watch some more episodes and see if things come back to me. Like, because I really love Tailspin, but that first episode was a clunker. Yeah, I mean, well, I do, I do like watching some of the old stuff just to see how it holds up. For instance, my dad, I uh, used to watch Davy Crockett, so I put that on so he could see the the beginning oh, wow. of that. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, I watched <laughs> the River Pirate. Which one did you watch? The which one, River Pirates or the? Um, 
the, I'm gonna say the good one or the historically accurate one. <laughs> right. Which one? I don't remember which one it was. It's the one where he, the one of the first things is he goes and like kills a bear with his knife. Oh, okay, so in that's the, bush. the other one. Wild Frontier. Wild Frontier. There you go. King of Wild Frontier. The River Pirates one is the one we watched the most growing up, and it's still yeah. it's a fun one to watch, even though you know there's some parts in it that are maybe da- a little dated to say the least, but. Who would have guessed the most entertaining uh, one was the one based on fiction entirely, not, right, yeah. and not just not just tall tales. Yeah, but it does make you want the killboats back, don't you? At Rivers of America, right? Uh, I would like this. I would write them. But then that would be part of the challenge. Oh, that would be really slow. <laughs> <laughs> that would slow you down. I think they should bring the killboats back, but only they should be. You have to actually use the poles in order for it to go. <laughs> right. That's the way they should bring it back for. You would never complete the challenge in. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think people's odds are completing? So there are going to be a lot of teams running in a week, December oh, yeah. 4th. That will be the big charity Give Kids the Rides Day. We've talked about that. Uh, go check it out. Give money for Give Kids the World. But it is a 15-hour day. Uh, coming up on December 4th. What do you think the odds of a completion happening are? I'm going to say it's not happening. Yeah, I'd say it's pretty low. How many hours? 15 hours. No, I think it can be done. I think Um, some will get close. Depends on who's running. It could be done, but the question is, what's the crowd level going to look like the day before? Rise, yeah, that's true. A lot of people are going to be coming in for that, so... Mm, I still think I still think it'll be early December crowds. Truthfully, I don't think it'll impact it very. I think it'll have very little impact on the day before, anyway. Well, I don't so, know. And well, also, we'll what's see. the impact of all of the teams running at the same time? It's also not an obvious day of what's the right strategy because I think everything basically opens at the same time. All everything opens at nine, and Magic Kingdom has EMH till midnight. So. How many completions did we see on the, what was it, on the 11th, the, how many hour day was that? Was it 18, 17, somewhere in that range? A lot. Yeah, a it was lot. like 18. Yeah. And just know that there's a few more rides. For instance, you know, Primeval World is open. So. Will it? Yep. Yeah. So that's a news story, just to throw that out there. It says that it was originally slated to close back December 1st. But the latest schedule shows that it's not going to close. It's going to stay all the way open until January 4th with no break. Interesting. Mm, I still, the thing about it is, is it's, it's been up, but it's actually been, it's had a sporadic schedule, even though it's technically been up here recently. It's been sporadic. So it could make that more challenging. It's overall, the day is a five. So obviously not as slow as September, but still doable. Which park is the worst for the, uh, Crowd calendar for December 4th. For December 4th, the lowest is Hollywood Studios. The highest is Magic Kingdom. So that's the interesting thing. Magic Kingdom opened till midnight. It always sounds good to get those EMH, but EMH is actually not great for Magic Kingdom anymore because everybody goes to it. Right. And then they bottleneck everybody scanning their Magic Bands going in to the line. Yep, it's... It's interesting. It's almost like you would say the strategy might be to try to get Magic Kingdom done early before the hours, but then you're cutting yourself out. You're making it a 13 and a half hour day. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> so, so, it's kind of like a catch-22 in a way. So which park would you uh, begin with? Because the others, all, they all start at nine, don't they? Yeah, I think people are thinking that they're going to let people into the park 
early-ish? Is there a morning magic or something? Because I think people are thinking they're going to run the Main Street vehicles early and then hop somewhere. See, that's just it. I don't see a morning magic listed for any park. The only magic hours I see on that day at all is Magic Kingdom. And all of them open at 9. I think people are trying to see if they can get a pre-drop MSV and then hop somewhere. Hmm. We'll see what they do. Yep. Um, So the park hours were extended a little bit. Right, it's going to be opening at 8 a.m. and closing at 10 p.m. on December 5th, but it is not opening super early. Do we think they're actually going to open at like six? I think if a mass of people show up, they'll they'll open early. I think they're more likely to go later if necessary. We were talking about the Imagineering story. You saw the part when they were talking about Star Tours when it first opened. Stayed, stayed open, open for five days straight or something. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it was like as late as they had to to get the the lines down. I think they might be considering maybe in that strategy. Like, let that be the only ride open at the end of the night. <laughs> Just about. Right. Well, Disneyland is different, though, because you got so many local people coming by that you could do that with, but... I don't know. Well, don't it's a, it's a different that. time period too, but yeah. I'm just saying I don't see them like cutting the line off. They, I mean, I think they would probably let as many people in line as possible. Well, if the park's closed, I don't think they would let anybody else in line after that, no matter how long the line is. Yeah, that might be the thing nowadays. Yeah, they wouldn't let anybody new in line. Yeah. What's interesting is right now Epcot is set to open at 7 that day. Yeah. It's set to open earlier than Hollywood Studios. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that was the one Adam was talking about. This time they're trying Epcot an hour early and Animal Kingdom an hour early, whereas last time it was Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. What are you going to do at Epcot at 7 a.m.? Ride Test Track like three times? And then what? Ride Frozen three times? I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you do? Like, There's just not much going on there to rope drop it. Uh, it's, I don't know, especially that early. Mm, I'm trying to think. Well, it depends on what all they have open at seven, and whenever this happens, because you could do Soren a few times. Sure, but with that, with the slow load of Soren, I think you can get on it maybe once before once in the EMH. Yeah, right. That's why I'm like, just go to Test Track and Frozen. See, at this point, they're having to open Epcot at seven because it's going to take you that long to get around construction. So you're really just going to get to the next <laughs> yeah. ride, first ride at 8. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, You're actually allowed to get in at 6 if you're willing to hammer something. <laughs> right. <laughs> Grab a jackhammer and start helping demolish Club Cool. I think it'll open at 6. I Hollywood agree. Studios. Yeah. If not earlier. So th- I heard something or saw something recently that actually I want to ask this question. If you had to choose one park on a trip to skip, which one would it be? Probably Epcot right now, honestly. See? And I used to would never have said that, but I I actually agree. Yeah, it's too much construction. I could yep. agree with that, but I would never happen because my son <laughs> has track. to ride Test Track every day. So since you have to, what which one do you leave out? <laughs> <sighs> which one do you leave out? Hmm. He just can't imagine not going to all four. Because your son also loves Tower of Terror, so... I really love Animal Kingdom, but I guess I have to leave it out. It, it'd be between Animal and Magic, and it's just unfathomable to say you wouldn't go to Magic. Although I'd say that that might be my son's least favorite park right now. In recent trips, I usually go to Animal Kingdom, but I usually just touch it. I don't, like, stay there very long. So you just go <laughs> in all. there and tap and then leave? <laughs> <laughs> touch the well, ground you know, and just... then walk out? 
I say touch it because I spend maybe like maybe a couple hours there at best. I mean, it's that it's that's for true. I mean, it's I don't I don't spend much time there. Yeah, there's a lot to do, but if you have little kids, it's like I do that don't ride anything or not tall enough to ride a lot of things. You can only do Navi River Journey and the Safari so many times. I think once Andrew is tall enough to do Space Mountain, Magic Kingdom will shoot back up his list. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to love Space Mountain. Oh, he will love it. If he loves Tower of Terror, he will absolutely love Space Mountain. So let me get this straight. He's tall enough for Test Track but not Space Mountain? That's correct. Space Mountain has a higher height requirement. I wonder why that is. Which to me is ironic because the, high, the taller you are, the more terrifying it is that you're going to clip your head on one of the <laughs> the uh, not overpasses. If, hey, not if you don't see anything. <laughs> right. Well, that's the scary thing. The last few times I've ridden it, I have seen it. And I'm like, how am I? I could, if I put my hand straight up, I would hit the track. I'm you, like you really pretty wouldn't. sure of it. Well, it's pretty close. I don't think you would. Actually, you know what? I did try this on Big Thunder and I can hit the track. On Big Thunder and certain you parts of it. can't hit the track? What do you mean? Like the top of uh, some of the overpasses or tunnels you go into, I can literally oh, touch can the roof touch... of. I did, yeah, I you did had it. You stretched, didn't you? Not really. Not much. I, I literally touched the ceiling of one of the uh, tunnels. It's like, eh, that's Tr- a You were just trying much. to trim your nails. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway. I had another uh, sort of news story. No spoilers because I haven't seen it, but uh, who else saw Frozen 2? I did. I think Adam's it. What did you think? I loved it a lot. I think it's better than the first Frozen. And there's a, a really good song in there that's for the adults. That was the funniest thing I've seen in a very long time. It well, was That tells amazing. me it must have been sung by Olaf. No, well, Olaf's song is really good, but this was sung by Kristoff. Interesting. And it was amazing. The song itself is good, but if you watch the in the movie, it's hilarious. It's amazing. My son kept looking over at me like, why are you laughing at this? <laughs> because he wasn't getting it, but uh, it was amazing. And uh, so the adults have that. But the story itself is really good. I kind of want to go see it again, and that's saying a lot because I usually don't. Even the really good films, I'm like... Yeah, it was good, you know, but I don't really feel like I want to see it again. I kind of want to see this one again. Like, I don't want to wait for it to come out on Disney+. Plus. Well, over the course of this weekend, I guess, or the most recent box office uh, movies, it blew everything away, Yeah, pretty much. Well, Except for the, with the critics. Right. Well, the one negative I'll say about it is the songs are not as memorable. There's no Let It Go in this film that's like as well, big as that one's going to be but there are some good ones that i liked uh, that i will listen to over and over but you know they're not as the whole soundtrack isn't as amazing as the first film but the movie itself is better yeah i mean if you're talking about the critics that like wdw news today i mean they could resurrect walt from the dead and have him walk down main street and they would say something was wrong with it so <laughs> well no <laughs> No, I was actually looking at I was actually looking at Rotten Tomatoes, but it still it had the third best score of the ones that are currently in the box office, so that's not like terrible by any means. It's still it's still certified fresh. The audience thought much more of it than the critics did too. It's got a ninety three percent to seventy six percent. Yeah, I agree with the audience. I was curious if you guys also noticed since we were talking about times that uh, things are open, 
if there if you were looking for something to do at Epcot, by the way, Living with the Land is opening now the oh, whole yeah. day. It opens at park open and stays open till park close. So you could do that at Rope Drop. Exactly. That's the first thing I would do. And they have Christmas uh, overlay on it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, they have snowmen. Right. And lights and stuff. I really do want to ride this at night, though, just because it would be cool to see. It's. It's. I don't think I've ever seen it at night. I'd... We rode it at night that time in July, didn't we? They ro- no. they, they leave it, it open, dear. If there's EMH, nighttime EMH at Epcot, it stays open. Really? I don't know that I've ever done it at night. Hmm. Maybe we did and I forgot about it, but... Well, it may not have been, like, totally dark outside of it, but I've been in it with it dark because I've been there in December before, and... Yeah, it gets dark early. pretty dark. Yeah. Did you guys have any cool stories out there? It's a slight news week, but did you guys see anything caught your mind? Well, nothing Bye. cool, but I did notice that we were correct in the postponement of the Mission Space Restaurant. It's yes. Now, Rising everyone except no one. Right. <laughs> I mean, we were, were right or that it was delayed. We were, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we were not surprised that it was delayed. We were more surprised that we were right. I think that's <laughs> Well, we could read the writing on the wall, and the wall was not even painted yet, and that's how we knew. So, um, yeah, it's February 2020 now. It's what it looks like Ooh. it will be. So It's going to open on Adam's birthday. Gonna have a nice <laughs> it could, Valentine's yes. Day dinner in space. Yeah, could be. So yeah, it won't be this winter anymore. It'll be winter twenty twenty, perhaps. So we all knew that though. It's still winter. It's still winter, but it's not winter twenty nineteen. All right, I have to ask. I sent this to you guys. There was a new television ad spot for Disney World. Number of tears shed while watching it. I didn't literally cry because I kind of expected it when you, when I saw the thumbnail, I guess. But uh, it was good. Yeah, it's very good. I get it. It so, pulls at the heart. So to recap the ad spot for those who haven't seen it, little kid running up. By the way, nobody else in the park. Right. When does that happen? Telltale number seven. And then Cinderella is standing at the entrance to the castle also that not where she stands and she runs up and says dada and then runs up and says cinderella and gives a hug and it's all nice and then it pans away to the dad watching this on the phone while his daughter is getting ready to go away to college and you know they're only little for a little while disney world so buy the early morning magic and you'll get to see cinderella in front of the castle with nobody around there you go because <laughs> right. they're only little for a little while yeah so spend as much money as possible. I will say it got to me. It was it was really? a good ad spot. I just like, well, I guess I gotta go to Disney like, World now. Like, <laughs> well, it worked obviously. You like, just well, I'm one. booking a trip. <laughs> you just booked an extra trip, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> so it works. <laughs> I'm in withdrawal mode. Okay, I need another trip. So when you saw this, were you envisioning your son like on his wedding day or something, or like leaving for college, like? What was your reaction to this? Oh, he's already told us he's going to live with us forever, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll hold to that when he becomes, like, 18. Yeah, I'm he hoping might. he doesn't hold to it. I'm hoping he, uh... <laughs> he might, yeah, that's true. He decides to <laughs> ship off at some point. Right. Um, I was thinking that in that commercial, like, the dad's crying because it was right in front of the castle, and he knows just beyond the doors there is the entrance to the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique. 
<laughs> and how much money he spent in there. Right. And that's He's like, <laughs> I'll miss all that money I had that day. <laughs> we need to do, we need to do a, a, a survey to find out <laughs> who has taken their daughter or family member or whatever to Bibidi Bob Boutique and who has had them keep it on the longest. Because anytime I've heard someone going, like the kid gets tired of it rapidly and it's the makeup or the dress or one of the two things is off quickly. Because it's like 90 degrees outside usually? <laughs> yeah. Well, Maddie kind of took it off in layers, I guess. It was like one thing at a time as we went on throughout the day. Did she make it most of the day, though? Uh, she made it a pretty good well, I thought. I mean, I want to say something was coming off by the time we probably got to the after the next ride or to the next ride. I was trying to remember exactly how that laid out now. What about the people who do it on the cruise and then immediately get off the ship and go to the beach? Like, why? Yeah, I think it probably doesn't make it on the cruise very long at all. I'm sure they in, they're into the moment for a little while, but then they get tired of it. I mean, they're kids. They're ready to move on to the next thing that they're wanting to do. You know, Maddie has a great imagination, but, you know, after a few minutes with one thing, it's time to move on to the next. Or she'll even announce, she'll say, like, I'm so-and-so right now and everything, and then she's like, I'm Maddie now. You know, I'm Maddie again. You know, that sort of thing. I just think it has to do with attention spans. You know, they, they get fixed up, and then within a couple of hours, that $230 is now totally off. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not saying that's how much we spent. Yeah, wait, yes, I am. Is your BB unit still working? Yes, it does. It still functions. Because didn't you say you can't, like, replace the batteries or there's no, or is there a... You can. Oh, you can. Okay. I thought yeah, you they're like, something. they're like D's or something D's. like that. Holy crap. Yeah. They're, they're big batteries inside there. We should feel a heavy, the actual droid part. Like, the remote has batteries and the, the actual droid has batteries. Since both of you will probably go be at the parks before I will next time, I will actually pay to have you guys, if you if you want to do it, one of you to build an R2 unit <laughs> for me. Oh, you want an R2? Yeah. I want, well, I did the BB-8 thing. I let Maddie choose. It just it happened to end up being a BB-8, a BB you unit. You want us to FaceTime you while we're doing it? Or <laughs> <laughs> Do they have the option now where you can just buy one in there, I guess? That's probably more expensive than $100. You can buy a pre-made one, yeah. I think you can. I, think, I just wonder if it, it has, if it operates off the same concept as the ones you build is what I'm getting. Yeah. So, because I like the way the built ones work. I'm like, whoever came up with the idea of how the, the BB unit moves around was, it's not like the most amazing thing you've ever seen. You know, there's magnets and stuff involved, but it's still pretty impressive when you see it in action, you know, as far as what, what they did. Yeah. Well, speaking of Star Wars, have you seen the clip that they released of episode nine? I have not. Is it worth watching? I, I'm trying to debate it's how a cool much scene. more of these clips I should watch. Right. Because I, I want to watch the movie. Right, I, I know. Say I, I've I've watched absolutely no clips so far, and I intend to keep it that way until I see the film. Well, it's maybe thirty-five seconds. I don't even know if it's that long, but it's a clip. You've seen the trailers, right? So there's mm-hmm. a trailer shot yep. of basically the escape from Jabba's palace, where they're in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where they're on the desert planet and they're in those little sail barge-looking vehicles or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. So there's a scene there where you see they're being ch- chased by stormtroopers and something pretty cool happens in the scene, uh, but that they don't really show anything other than the one cool thing that happens that I had not seen before. So mm-hmm. they're flying on jetpacks. <gasps> Sorry, I ruined that. 
I want to see. Well, that's not really ruined anything. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. I thought you're gonna. I thought you're gonna tell me the part where they get chased by the smoke monster. Right. <laughs> well, it could be there is a smoke trail after that, but no, it's actually pretty neat how they they launch into the air off of the back of this little speeder bike thing that they're uh, on, and they fly up in the air. It's kind of cool looking. So. I, you know, again, I, I'm ready for this movie. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be good, but we'll see. I think the only way I'm going to be satisfied is if they decide to take every crazy fan theory that makes absolutely <laughs> no sense and make it true. Like the Jar Jar is a Sith theory. <laughs> right. but just really just lean into the most ridiculous theories yeah. and just so, make George Lucas's head explode. <laughs> I feel like they've already done that to some extent. Pretty much. Did you see how happy he was in the Imagineering story when he uh, did the Star Tours deal? Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> yeah that's true. Yeah, has he, does he watch him back that and be like, man, why did I ever go with these guys? Yeah. He probably feels the, the same way Harrison did of agreeing to do the movies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but then agree. he just, I guess he just goes back home and swims around in his Scrooge McDuck vault. So Yeah, $4 billion dollars of coins. Or has. like um, Sir Alec Guinness, the way his attitude of it was. Except he did have the foresight to uh, get his hand in the merchandising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. he had a percentage of the gross too. I remember seeing a clip of him talking about it. Yeah, he uh, was no like, dummy. He had like three and a quarter percent of the earnings. Yeah, something like that. He, it's almost like he he pretty much did this for the money because I mean yeah. he detested his role. <laughs> Well, actually, what's funny, I've seen several interviews with Alec Guinness on YouTube out there where he talked about the dialogue being atrocious. (laughs) But he's like, but the story, I kept turning the page and kept wanting to read more, even though he's like, if we can do anything about the dialogue, but uh, the story is really good. (laughs) That's funny. That's the same... uh... Same problem that apparently has plagued George Lucas his entire career. <laughs> right. Is the dialogue. Yeah. Like, you can't write dialogue, dude. Let somebody else help you with that part. The story itself, like the prequels, the stories are pretty good overall. You just need somebody to help take your ideas and turn it into something that makes sense. He needed he needed his own uh, version of uh, Frank Wells, didn't he? Right. Or Roy yeah, he Disney. Did. He needed a, someone to tell him no every now and then. Since we looped back around to the prequels, I just yeah, want to bring sorry. up another thing from the Phantom Menace. Yeah. What? Why? Why did we need a decoy? Like, what? What was the point, Amidala? Like, at what point did that matter? In the beginning of Attack of the Clones, watch the first five minutes of Attack of the Clones. No, 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 no. In Phantom Menace, <laughs> well, why did it matter? They establish it so that she can get killed in the next movie. No, know. it it was set well, up as like this big reveal, and they like didn't right. even list Kira Knightley on like anything, right? And yeah, it. But then you get to it, and she's like in front of the the Gungans, and the fake queen is talking. She's like, "I'm the real queen." I'm like, at what point did they think that they needed and to do that yeah. to psych out the Gungans? Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think the idea was that in every situation they had a decoy was when there was potential danger yeah. for the queen itself. So and it was kind of like to... Right. Attack of the clones. It I think that's the idea. To save her life, I guess, technically. I guess you could say it's laying groundwork, but I doubt... I mean, honestly, do they really give it that much forethought? I mean, they had lines from New Hope that they could have considered when making the prequels, but obviously they didn't put, you know... 
point A and B to connect together as well as they could have either. So Yeah. You're saying, did they not put enough thought? I mean, how many years did they have to put the thought into this thing? Yeah. I feel like you could have gone through a few drafts. Right. Yeah. I thought they would have connected the dots better. Like, you know, they put R2 in the prequels and yet, you know, one of the very first lines in Obi-Wan doesn't really recognize. And I guess they could always explain that as he was doing that on purpose for Luke's sake, maybe. Obi-Wan had his memory wiped and uh, by Captain Antilles. So. <laughs> I think, I think you know, there's a couple of times where he kind of plays dumb and plays along. So I'm thinking maybe that's what they're what they're saying there is he's kind of playing playing dumb that he doesn't know who R2 is. I don't know. That's going to be part of the uh, Obi-Wan series on Disney Plus is the complicated relationship between Obi-Wan and R2. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> How many times does Obi-Wan speak to R2 in episode four? Well, he does it. He speaks to him when Obi-Wan first comes on the scene. But other than that, he doesn't talk to him very much. Yeah. So maybe they had a falling out and Obi-Wan is just like silent treatment on R2 and they just don't talk to each other because they're mad about something yeah. to be revealed in Disney Plus. Series. Maybe because in the prequels, Obi-Wan had R4 as his droid. Maybe R2 killed R4 and he never forgave him. But R2 was always with Anakin. So right. the rest of the time. Exactly. Which, again, is another weird decision in the prequels to me to have them have the same droid sidekick, essentially, that Luke and Vader, you know, <laughs> had the same or droid. I've also kind of attributed it to, you know, it's been a number of years. Maybe to him all droids look the same. I mean, yeah. you know. Well, most R2 units are very similar, yeah. He's an old man yeah. now. He forgets. Have you, have you ever watched that series where that one guy really breaks down why Phantom Menace is so bad and... Why was the whole trade dispute thing, like, for instance, at the beginning, and they send the Jedi in, why didn't they just use poison gas that was clear, for instance? Why did they pump in gas that they could obviously see? Right. (laughs) Also, why open the door at all and be like, they must be dead by now? Why not just leave it closed until you get to Naboo? Yeah. (laughs) Like, do you need that room? Just leave it closed? I don't know. Well, they were clearly stupid, both of those. The uh, separatists, right? Those, the Viceroy, they were pretty dumb. <laughs> Anyways, was... on, on next week's episode, maybe I'll have watched episode two and I can complain about that one. Yeah. <laughs> I can already tell you all the complaints. It's all going to center around Anakin. Yeah. Sand. I don't like <laughs> sand. <laughs> There's parts of Attack of the Clones that I like, but it's still the worst one. There's some good parts. The last 40 minutes of that movie is pretty good. I feel like the launch of Disney Plus has just really come into a way to for people to look at Star Wars again, especially with The Mandalorian being as successful yeah. as it is. Maybe it's just because I'm excited about the new movie that I'm overlooking some really bad flaws. I, I, I just enjoyed, I enjoyed watching the prequels again. I don't know why. I never really wanted to, but now I actually wanted to watch it because it's available on Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm doing the same. Yeah, and it's, you know, I'm excited about it. They're not terrible there's some really bad things that you have to overlook but for the most part there's some really enjoyable parts in all three of them so i'll still remember when i first watched phantom menace and i watched it in the theaters and you know they this was back before they went digital and about halfway through the movie because they had been playing it so often the film burned out oh really (laughs) yeah yeah so then they sent us all out and we had to wait while they got a new film so then they they started the movie over oh and so i had to watch basically the first half of the movie twice wow so yeah i've i've really got this it's always been ingrained in my memories as a great one i'm gonna play jason here for a minute which would you rather do would you rather um, watch the (laughs) 
Let me guess, John. I know. Would you rather watch that. the first half of Phantom Menace more than once, or the pre-show to Flight of Passage? <laughs> of more, but twice. I knew you were gonna say that. I think I will pick. <laughs> How many times do I have to watch Phantom Menace? Well, I guess you had to watch it twice, didn't you? Four hours of this on repeat. I would choose Phantom Menace. <laughs> So, but the question anyway. is: Is how long of the pre-show do we get the extended version of the pre-show where you have to keep dancing, where the yeah. guy goes away, right? And he's like, <laughs> you know, he's like, uh, something broke. Uh, just I'll dance right for back. a little bit. Yeah, just move around. I'll be right back. Yeah, and then he well, leaves you there happen. for thirty minutes. Do, 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 do. I was gonna say Trying that to also. That also happened in my scenario. So. I think I would, if you made me sit it on loop, I'd probably watch Phantom Menace just because it's going to be a longer period before I have to see the same things over and over again. How about you just watch every scene that Jake Lloyd is in over and over again for like a loop? (laughs) I was about to say, what if you had a continuous loop of the introduction of Jar Jar Binks to the movie? (laughs) Also, I I don't think the mom... Basically, her whole role in Phantom Menace was just to grimace. The mom. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was like her whole role was to just grimace and then begrudgingly agree to whatever plan the Jedi came up with. Yeah. Take my son away? Sure. That's all right. That's I don't think he do. should pod race. I think he should. Okay. <laughs> so apparently he was conceived by Darth Plagueis the Wise because he's the only person that had the ability to manipulate midi-chlorians. So he manipulated it into a child? That's what I'm curious about because Revenge of the Sith, because I just watched it, you know, that's what we learned about was Darth Plagueis the Wise was the only is that what, person that has ever done that. So is that what they were insinuating all along? I don't know. That's why I'm wondering because going back, you know, he was, compl- you know, Qui-Gon's theory was he was conceived by midi-chlorians, but who would, somebody had to manipulate them, right? I mean... Hmm. Unless it's what we're saying is what happened with Yoda and his species as to why there's only one every so often. Right. And why it takes them 50 years to become more than just a baby. Yeah. Which obviously is why there's not so many of them because, dang, who wants to have a baby for 50 years and take care of them? (laughs) So maybe that's what Yoda meant by uh, saying Anakin was too old. He wasn't really 12. He was really like 50-something. Or maybe he was like 100. Right. (laughs) Maybe that's why Yoda... Like, Yoda wasn't actually dying. Um, he just transitioned to Force Ghost because that's actually his kid. Um, and he, he didn't want to take care of it for 50 years. Right. You know what? Since we're rambling about Phantom Menace, one thing I was thinking of was, uh, you know, the casting mistake of Jake Lloyd. And I was looking up the age, and I was like, you know who they should have cast? Was he? he was like nine or something. I forgot. He was whatever, nine or ten. He's 14. He may have even been eight. I don't know. But um, I was saying who they should have cast as Anakin. Uh, they should have cast a teenager or someone who's like 12, 13. And Shia LaBeouf, I was like, he would have made a perfect Anakin, wouldn't he? I'm going to say, Samantha, I thought you were going to say somebody just looked like they were at age and you were going to say Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> no, I was going to say Shia LaBeouf because... The older he got, I think it would have, he would have started, I mean, the crazy started coming out, right? I mean, he would have made the perfect turn from, like, kind of cute, cool kid to crazy, weirdo adult. Right. Mm. You don't agree? I always thought you should have played 
um, Anakin. I was the right age for it. I could have. (laughs) (laughs) Has there been any release of his, like, casting, you know, like his him reading him reading for the part to just see like can we compare who they who else they were comparing him against actually jake lloyd's story is pretty sad because i did look that up he did a few movies after that but he was made fun of so much at school and i believe he has a what disorder he has like um i forgot what it Mm. is he quit acting because he was bullied so much at school well he definitely shouldn't be bully for it it's not his fault i just don't know why and they also oh. didn't do him any favors i mean how many lines of his were just yippee right schizophrenia he has schizophrenia well let's be honest throughout the series there are very few actors that have actually been able to survive being a part of star wars and actually had a career afterwards natalie portman so. Kira knightley Kira yeah. knightley yeah, Keira Knightley is Natalie Portman's double in Queen Amidala. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, I'm sure we could probably find somebody who was not, you know, had, didn't have a big role in what some did, of the other uh, ones. Did uh, Qui-Gon Jinn go on to do anything else? I don't remember him. Any other <laughs> I think his name is Liam Neeson or something. I yeah. It's not a very well-known well, name, but he has a particular set of skills, though. Sorry. I'm thinking more of the original characters in films. Harrison Ford is like the only one that had a career. Well, Carrie Fisher had a somewhat of a career, but Harrison Ford was like the only one that had a career afterwards. Well, much. Mark Hamill had a career in voice acting. Yeah, he became Joker. He did other voices too, though. Such as? I don't know, but he did do other voice <laughs> acting. But Joker obviously was very popular, so. I'm just glad they're releasing Obi-Wan on Disney Plus so that because, you know, Ewan McGregor really never got any other work after Star Wars. Still his biggest role, though. That's the thing. I mean, yeah. Can you think of a role that was bigger? Uh, I mean, I watched probably. Train Spotting. I guess that wasn't very big. <laughs> what was the big Winnie fish. the Pooh movie again? <laughs> what was the movie he just did? Yes. Christopher Robin. City Old Band. That was a huge success. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, All that's right, what we're... I'm saying. I mean, there's not too many. I mean, I guess is Liam Neeson the Harrison Ford? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of that, of that was films. Phantom Menace, yeah. Yeah, of the, of the of the Star Wars. Natalie the, the Portman prequels. was in a lot of stuff. Yeah, Natalie Portman <laughs> didn't she win an Oscar? <laughs> yeah, she's won Oscars. She's she's been in a lot of stuff. It's still not Harrison Ford level, was what I'm getting no. at. I feel like Samuel Jackson has done a few things since Star Wars, and a few, a few things, things before, before Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. the difference. He had, I think, he probably had his most successful career before Star Wars. Well. I will say this, too, about the prequels. Uh, it does make me want to go make a lightsaber at Galaxy's Edge and do a, a purple one. I really want a purple oh, lightsaber a purple. all of a sudden. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> get get that get that not, going. I can say, not, not just because purple was your favorite color growing up, either. Yeah, just seeing it now, I'm like, yeah, I kind of want a purple lightsaber. It's pretty awesome. The rarest of I, all. I'm just trying to think, since we're on this theme, is there any other big complaints I can get out of Phantom Menace? But, you know, I'm sure... They tried to resurrect Darth Maul because he was cool. I mean, I have a problem with that. (laughs) Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, the guy got cut in half. Yeah, he was just there for the lightsaber battle. He didn't really say much. So. Yeah, I know. He actually had one of the best characters in the whole film (laughs) because he didn't have much dialogue. (laughs) 
Now, that's something I'm interested about, the Obi-Wan series. Are they going to bring back Darth Maul? Because apparently they have another rematch on, was it Clone Wars or something? The, the animated series? Which one? The one that got horrible reviews or the one that was actually... I think it was the series, good. the one that got good reviews. I think it was the series. I, I, I should watch that too, I guess. But All right, here's another complaint. What are <laughs> with the rules of the Republic where a random the queen, who isn't an elected representative to whatever the parliament or whatever they call it, can call for a vote of no confidence? Why wouldn't that be something a, a, you know, a senator or something would have to do? That's a good point because... The senator was Palpatine, so. I'm just curious about their parliamentary procedure there, you know. Yeah, because Palpatine was the senator for, from Naboo at that point in Phantom Menace, right? If I'm remembering right. that right. So she was the queen. I don't know why she would be able to raise that. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good point. Wouldn't you need someone from a different system to? Yeah, I'm Then not again, sure. what... Uh, what kind of system do you have? I mean, if we're, you know, we think of it in terms of our system. There's not like multiple leaders as in the sense of like queens and kings and such that would be meeting together. Yeah, so I, I just I feel like we need the full uh, republic procedure laid out. I'm going to need that lore. I'm going to need <laughs> that. And that was the other thing too in Attack of the Clones. You know, uh, Padme is the senator, but there's a new queen. So, are you elected queen of Naboo? <laughs> You're elected queen? You're not, like, That's a family, a royal descent? No? Naboo, no. Um, they they operate <laughs> under the same rules as England. <laughs> so, they have the royal family. So, that's how she became queen. The senator's kind of like the prime minister, prime minister yeah. of Naboo. How old is she supposed to be in Phantom Menace, by the way? 14, according to Weird Al. I, I sp- <laughs> <laughs> That's I was about to say that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, f- I feel like Weird Al fact checks before he writes a song. <laughs> uh, also, I'm curious about the shield the Gungans used, where you can they you can shoot at it and nothing can get through, but you can just walk through it without getting hurt. Oh, the shield thing, yeah, good point. It'll stop a. Uh, like blaster, but it won't stop someone It'll stop from a walking blast through from a tank. But if you just walk a drone through it, they just fine. walk right in. Yeah, I, I think this know. episode became kind of weird because we just reviewed a twenty-year-old movie. Yeah, we started talking about. <laughs> oh, Phantom this is Menace. called. This is a rewatchables <laughs> mashed up with the news. Yeah, this is basically what's going to happen now that Disney Plus is out. We're just mashing in the rewatchables. I was just about to suggest maybe we have a segment every week in which we bring up something we watched on Disney yeah. Plus during the week that was out of the ordinary, maybe, or something we just saw for the first time. Well, I think for the for, for now, I'm going to have to watch episode two and come in next week about why I hated that one. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, see if you agree with me that the first like half of the movie sucks, but the last third is really good. <laughs> the part that has the lightsaber battle? <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, the whole... When the the Clone War starts and, you know, the whole battle with Dooku and all that stuff, that's actually really... And Mace Windu uh, getting to strut his stuff a little bit with the lightsaber is pretty cool. So I like that part from then on. If you could pick a favorite part of each movie, what would it be? Could you narrow it down to that? Yeah, I like the... I mean, I think Duel of the Fates is probably the best part of Episode 1, the Obi-Wan... Or like, let's say a favorite moment. Like, say, for instance, I would say probably the best moment in New Hope 
is when Han comes back in, like if you've never seen it before. Yeah, where he woohoo, yeah, where Let's he blow this thing and go home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess a, there's not really a surprising moment in Phantom Menace that I can think of. Whenever so, Queen Amidala reveals she's not <laughs> Queen Amidala. I think I was probably most shocked in Phantom Menace when Qui-Gon died, even though I knew he probably had to. But Yeah. Because at that point, I didn't want him to because he was cool. My favorite moment was seeing Obi-Wan do the whole force lightsaber jump thing to defeat Darth Maul. Or not kill him, apparently. Him but Just cut him in half. Nothing serious. Right. It's just a flesh wound. Right. Yeah. It literally, you know, he can just get new legs. I mean, you can get new limbs in Star Wars very easily. I was going to say, I'm reminded of that knight in uh, Monty Python, if you guys are familiar with that. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> when you yeah. just said he's just a flesh wound. Well, I have one one last unrelated story I could bring up if we want to get away from that. Yes, let's try to get away from it. You know, DVC is going to build a new uh, a new property in Disneyland. Oh, yes, I heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah They're going to build a 12-story, 350-room Disney Vacation Club Tower next to the Disneyland Hotel. It will be the 17th DVC Resort. Of course, no opening date has been mentioned, but it is going to come up next after the opening of Reflections, a Disney Lakeside Resort and Rehabilitation Center. <laughs> right. And I was going to say, in honor of it being the 17th DVC Resort, they're going to promptly charge $1,700 a night. Or per point. $1,700 a point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is long overdue for them to put a D- another DVC out there because there's just one. And they were going to add that gaudy hotel that got shut down by the Anaheim City Council, I believe it was. So they had to, or the, the funding was pulled because they had closed several things in downtown Disney, including, what was it, Earl of Sandwich and the ESPN Club and stuff like that. Some things have since reopened, but uh, now they're just settling for a much smaller version, it seems like, of what they wanted to do. Mm. Yeah. So we'll see. It's it's probably a scaled-down version of that project. So anyways, that was my only remaining story. I guess my takeaway for the week is you should watch Mandalorian, you should watch Imagineering Story, and if you really want to make it a sandwich, put Phantom Menace in the middle of those two so that you have the good stuff on the outside. So what do you think of the pod race? Uh, the pod race, it's basically... So my son watches on Nick Jr. Blaze. Mm-hmm. It's basically <laughs> wow. like every race in Blaze, right? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> wow. The good guys start off at the back, and then you know there's a there's Crusher who cheats. Mm-hmm. That's Sebulba. I mean, right. it's the same cliche kids race ever there's the cheater that always is gonna win except this time we overcome the cheater right. you know and then everybody else is like hapless Ooh, and just blows up or can't drive or something right. like that yeah, i think anakin was the only one that finished the race <laughs> everybody else <laughs> blew up or was crashed or something uh it's funny and of course the other thing was building up to the race like anakin had never finished a race and they're just like but he will this time and he's gonna win <laughs> yeah sure this seems like the safe bet <laughs> he's gonna win like, oh and okay I, i'm gonna cut anakin some slack on his uh acting just because when his friends come into the scene when he's like working on the pod race like that baby greedo was, yeah that was that was painful yeah they were yeah it was tower terrible plus charger <laughs> in that scene too was yeah ugh. That's a hard one to get through. 
But I will say the Padres has fond memories for me because I used to play that the N sixty four game. You played the game. The game was, was great. The N sixty four game. Yeah. Of course. Uh, and I mean, I, you yeah, know, the Padres scene was okay to me. I mean, it was nothing. It wasn't the worst part of it by any means. It's also some of uh, Ben Burt's best sound effects work on the vehicles. Like Sebulba's pod racing engine is like oh, yeah. the coolest sound ever. So it's it's really good sound work as always. Like the prequels have some incredible sound effects. I will say that, and the music. You know, John Williams, especially Phantom Menace. I think such good soundtrack to that movie. So. Yeah, if you just turn off the dialogue. <laughs> yeah. The music, just focus on the music. The music is incredible. I feel <laughs> like, has nobody done this yet? Has anybody taken that movie and redubbed it with new dialogue? You know, There is an anti-cheese edit that cuts about 40 minutes out of the film, and they dub Jar Jar. 40 minutes? They put subtitles, and Jar Jar just has an alien language voice in that movie. Yeah. I think that's the reason that what I, is it, bad lip reading hasn't done the prequels is really because they're like, I can't do anything with this. Yeah, it's already bad <laughs> enough. I, I would be improving it. Yeah, call it good lip reading. Yeah. <laughs> so do we have anything else we wanted to discuss? If you guys out there who are listening, guys and gals, are interested in what we do in the pre-show or the post-show or <laughs> on yes. chat or just when we talk to each other, and we aren't structured, this is how it goes. So This is this the is show. A, yeah, this is a sneak peek into our random ramblings about the news and whatever else <laughs> yeah. we feel like. Exactly. So, the, only thing we, the only thing we didn't include is like, so what are we going to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait until you get to episode three and see if you spot the Millennium Falcon in there. Because it I, makes I, the I'm just, I just know okay. for episode three, it does. you just got to have the high ground. Right. It's over, Anakin. <laughs> Hide the high ground. I, right. <laughs> That's it's like king of the tire. Yeah. If there's anything you've learned from the prequels, it's that cutting off limbs or severing people in a half is not enough to do them in. Yeah. Even apparently being burned by lava is not enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm really from head beginning to, to wonder if... George Lucas didn't have some sort of like a dismembering fetish or something <laughs> out there at these movies. It happens I mean, a lot, doesn't it? Um, yeah. I bet there's a YouTube video out there of all the limbs that have been cut off in Star Wars. Yeah, I want to know if Lucasfilms, for their employees, yeah. carried a AD&D <laughs> policy on their life insurance. Right. You know, the accidental death and dismemberment, or if that wasn't wasn't included because yeah. of the uh, the prevalence. I mean, let's see. I'm trying to think. There's no dismemberment in New Hope. There is. What? What is there in New But it's not a cauterized wound. Remember in the cantina, Obi-Wan cuts that guy's arm off. Oh, that's right. There is dismemberment. That's right. But it's a bloody arm instead of a cauterized wound arm clean cut. So what happened there? So are we to assume that this guy bled to death, I guess? I guess. I mean, yeah. It's like the only bloody arm you see in Star Wars, I think. Hmm. I thought, didn't the, uh, whatchamacallit monster, didn't he have blood too, originally? What monster? What Whatchamacallit? The one that Luke, the, I started to say the abominable snowman, the one that gets Luke in oh, Empire. Yeah. Actually, he did bleed a little bit, yeah. The um, the re-edit of it shows like a kind of a bloody arm, a little, but it's not as bloody as the guy in the cantina. So yeah, episode yeah. one, Darth Maul, right? Yeah, yeah he gets episode, cut in half. <laughs> really episode two... 
Anakin. Uh, Anakin yeah. gets yeah, he gets like oh, his whole uh, arm kind an of arm. Well, he gets like By, part at of the it, elbow almost. Yeah, it's not like yeah. the hand. Episode three. Didn't he also get a leg in there too? The the rest of Anakin um, in episode not, three. No, yeah, not in that one. <laughs> yeah. Right, the rest of Anakin. Yeah. His two legs and his other hand. <laughs> um, <laughs> episode four, we and just went over. I was say, and his hair gets burned off. <laughs> episode five. Oh, actually, episode in in Revenge of the Sith, General Grievous is all four of his arms get cut off. I think, or two of them. I don't know. Oh, and um, we we forgot. Dooku's head gets cut off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but Samuel L. Jackson's character, what can I think of it? Mace Windu, yeah, his Mace arm Windu. gets yes, cut Mace off. Mace Windu gets his hand cut off. It I mean, does, there's lots yeah. of things getting cut off. Yeah. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back, and he, uh, Luke, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say Revenge okay. of the Sith might be the most dismembered <laughs> film of the of the whole series. <laughs> not, episode Episode 6... Vader's second time his hand gets cut off. Yeah. Does it even count at that point? <laughs> <I guess. laughs> Can you get your limbs resevered in this I guess. series? I mean, it's still well, cut his off. robotic hand got cut off this time. Yeah. <laughs> so. Right. So that counts. Okay. So, so episode seven. Vader's had a rough life. <laughs> or had a rough life. <laughs> That's true. Constantly getting chopped into bits. That's a question for some insurance companies. So if you have an AD&D policy, you get paid out partially for for severed limbs. If you get them reattached like Vader did and get it cut off again, do you get paid again? Uh, yeah, I think after I think after Attack of the Clones, there was no insurance company that was going to touch Vader. So yeah. His premiums went through the roof, I'm sure. It's like, sorry, we, we're not going to insure you. Okay, so episode seven... I don't know of any. I'm trying to recall yeah, any stormtrooper. I think when it got, yeah, I think when it got to Disney, they didn't dismember yeah. anything anymore. It was only George Lucas dismembering people. <laughs> right. So you're right, John. Well, he does have the fence. I was thinking in Jedi though, when you talked about how Vader's hand wasn't there more than just that, or is that it? Did it kind of? I guess that was the only thing that got cut off there, huh? I guess that's why Vader didn't really. I mean, that's the other thing. Why did Vader scream in pain when his fake arm got cut off does it still feel it does he still feel it well i mean he's he's reattached like all those electrical wires are just like nerves oh, okay. so i guess he's he reattached he artificial sense. nerves yeah i guess <laughs> the same reason why luke screamed whenever mm-hmm. he got shot whenever he got a laser uh, right when on his, his, shot his right, hand exactly yeah the new skin on his uh yeah hand or like, head ah, feeling oh by the way episode episode eight uh snoke Oh, that's right. Yeah, he gets cut in half. That's right. Go. He does. He gets cut in half. So, so we need something. We gotta for find seven. a place it's in seven. Be. Yeah, we have to rewatch it and see. Han Solo gets stabbed. He doesn't get dismembered. Surely, with right. all the death that went on in Rogue One, someone had to have something cut off, right? <laughs> At some point, <laughs> all the death. We only see. Do we even see? Yeah, we see a lightsaber from Vader at the end. He just he kills a lot of people at the end of Rogue One. He surely had to cut something yeah, off in the process, did, yeah. even if it was watch even the, if it was a finger. Watch that scene in slow motion and see. <laughs> he dismembers anybody. So seven's the only one we're having trouble with right now. Yeah, yeah. I guess I have to re. I haven't re. I haven't watched Force Awakens in a couple of years actually, so I'm going to have to rewatch it. I think right before Last Jedi came out, I watched it. <clears throat> that was the last time I've seen it. So. Okay, so we got to go figure out, you know, who gets something cut off. <laughs> yeah, anything, any limb gets removed. Mm. Yeah, I'm just, I'm 
nothing's coming to mind. Hmm. I'm really surprised one of our main characters at this point has not had something cut off because that's the way it's supposed to go. Yeah. In that opening scene where Kylo goes to the village, does he dismember anybody there? He hmm. he kills people. I don't know if he dismembers anybody. So that was fun. Now, oh, uh, how about how about note. we end 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 on the dismemberment talk? Okay. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah. If you stuck around this long. If you stuck around this long, (laughs) I am so proud of you. I hope you enjoyed the rambling. Have a great Thanksgiving. We I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. We think we're pretty funny and entertaining. We at least have a good time talking to each other. Hope you enjoyed it. Like tune in next week when we review the um entire series Lizzie McGuire. Yes. Yeah. I'm just gonna say listening to us ramble for this hour plus is gotta be better. Put the earphones in. Got to be better than listen to your family talk politics at the dinner table. So put this in. Yeah. Listen to this on repeat during Thanksgiving dinner alongside of the pre-show to Avatar. So with that, take it away. All right. I guess I will start with saying uh, go to our website, which is travelingwiththemouse.com. You can find all of our past episodes there, too, if you need a lot of time to kill on this holiday our website is travelingwiththemouse.com. You can email us, podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com there as well. And we have a Patreon page for those who want to help support the show that way. It's called patreon.com slash podcasts. We are on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram, all at podcast. We have a Spreadshirt store where you can get your exclusive TWTM merchandise, including TWTM severed body parts. Oh, just kidding. Ooh, hopefully not. Um, <laughs> I didn't sign up for that. I just figured all this talk. <laughs> uh, you can uh, get things like T-shirts and things like that there. Not really any body parts. Severed T-shirts? Yes. Severed Well, never mind. Dad, We're not going to go there. Severed <laughs> Uh, that is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. So for John and Adam, this is Jason. This has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we hope you join us on our next trip. By the way, uh, Phantom Menace is by far the best of the Star Wars <laughs> series, that, if you was- exclude all of the other movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure.